Good morning. I couldn't wait for him to quit and get out of the way. Because <laughs> normally I just sit there quietly, but when the Lord calls me to do this, you know, we kind of go in a different direction. And, and you know, our, la- our pastor we were under last used to call me, uh, let me get this right, a she-hulk. He said, because I'm quiet and a little more reserved, but then when the Holy Spirit hits me, I can be a little of a powerhouse. But So I apologize up front. Sometimes if I hit you hard when I'm praying for you, but I just, I just want you to know it's from a heart of love and um, from the Lord. And, and sometimes, you know, we need the quiet, and sometimes we just need it knocked out of us so we can move forward. So um, happy Mother's Day. And I'm mostly going to be in the book of Ruth. So if you want to quickly jump over there, we're starting with verse 1. I know it's Mother's Day, but I want you to know that in the Bible it says there's neither male nor female. So it doesn't matter whether you are a male or female today. You know, God has something for you today. And it doesn't matter whether you are a mother or you've never had kids. You know, I never want to make that distinction that this is just about mothers today. Even though we're celebrating mothers, it's about everyone. So let's turn to Ruth 1, verse 14. And you kind of just hang on to that for a second. Um, This particular passage of scripture through the whole thing of Ruth here is basically talking about a redeemer. Someone who comes in and rescues you, changes your life, takes you out of where you are at and puts you in a higher place. And God wants to take you today from where you're at and put you in a higher place. I don't care where you came from. I don't care what your name was. I don't care what street you came from. I don't care what neighborhood you came from. God does not care about that. Look in the Bible, and when you see the people God uses, he used Peter Peter was so uneducated, all all he did was a manual labor job. There's nothing wrong with that. Work is good. But God took him to a different level. And not just a different level, but a different dimension. Because, you know, you can level up or you can skip and jump to the next way of life. And that's what God wants you to jump to. He doesn't want you to just level and go up to the next and that's what it was with Naomi, with, with Ruth, and with Opa. They had lost their husbands. Naomi was living in a foreign country. She was not in the house of bread anymore. She was in a country that was their enemy. Her husband took her there because there was a famine and her two sons. They married wives from there, which was not supposed to be. You know, God has a way of doing things that, you know, jump the lines. You can't keep him in a box. They went there. They married, the sons married Ruth and Opa. The husband dies. So it leaves her with a widow, but she's still got two sons to take care of her. God, then her sons die. Now she's got two daughter-in-laws to look after because she's like the head of the house now. And she tells them, I'm going back. You guys stay here, 
stay, you know, go back to your household where you came from, and maybe you can find another husband and they can take care of you. Because back in those days, if you didn't have a husband or a son or an uncle or a father to take care of you, the look was pretty, pretty dim for you. It was prostitution. It was working as a slave in the fields. There were, it was working as a housemaid. There were, there were, it was not a high position unless, you know, for women back then. We were bought and sold like cattle. And do you know how much that broke God's heart? That they didn't see the value in, in women. Anyway, back to our story. So let's read verses uh, 14 through 19 of chapter 1. At this, at this they wept again. Then Oprah, I'm sorry, Orpah, I don't know why I said <laughs> Freudian slip. Um, Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye, but Ruth clung to her. Look, said Naomi, your sister-in-law is going back to her people and her gods. Go back with her. But Ruth replied, don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. It didn't matter to her if they were sleeping under a tree. She was going where Naomi went because she knew that Naomi knew the Lord. And she wasn't going back to her old way of life. No matter what the circumstances, that's what she's telling her here. No matter what, I don't care where you go, what you do, I'm going with you. Where you die... I will die. And I skipped one. Your people will be my people and your God my God. Where you die, I will die, and, where I w- and there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if anything but death separates you and me. When Naomi realized that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped urging her. And then the two women went on until they came to Bethlehem. You have to make a choice. You can't put your hands to the plow and look back. Look at what happened to Lot's wife when she decided to leave the city and she looked back. You you have to determine, no matter what comes your way, no matter what condition your life is, is in the future, that you are going to stay with Jesus You are not going to look back. You're not going to turn back. He didn't guarantee tomorrow. He says to live one day at a time. Somebody here is concerned about their future. If you will just put it all in, everything, all in, all in, burn your bridge with the world. Whatever it takes, burn your bridge. Because if you'll burn the bridge, you've got no way to get back. So when you're in the moment where the Holy Spirit is dealing with you about burning your bridge, burn it now. Because you may not have the strength tomorrow and you'll go back. But if you'll burn it now. I remember when I worked at Capital Christian Center, I'd worked there for um, almost eight years. And it was... I. Not that it was a cush job, but in one way it was. We worked four days a week. 
We either had Monday or Friday off and Saturday and Sunday, depending on which floor you worked. You either worked Monday through Thursday, Tuesday through Friday. If I needed a day off, I got a day off. If I needed to go, we, were, we went and prayed for the first half hour we got there after we clocked in. If I needed to, to have Christian music going all the time, if I needed to have scripture going all the time, if I needed to minister to somebody, if we needed to pray for each other, it was an easy place to be. I, knew, I had been there a long time. I knew what needed to be done, what didn't need to be done. No one had to tell me. I didn't even have to have a list. It was just in. I knew every day. There was a large list, but I knew every day what needed to be done, and the Lord always made sure it happened. It was his work, not my work. And the Lord started dealing with me a year before that and saying, I knew I was leaving. You start feeling that release that you're no longer going to be there. It wasn't that day. I could just feel the cords untying. And one day, the Lord spoke to me as I walked on to, um, to the front of the church to go in. It's a 62-acre campus, so it's huge. And I went to walk in toward the front door, and the Lord said, you need to resign today, because if you don't do it today, you won't do it. And so I'm like, but my boss is in Hawaii on vacation right now. I'm going to have to send him an email on vacation and tell him I'm no longer going to be the front office supervisor on vacation. So and the Lord said, it's like, okay, Lord, don't think about it. And that's when the Lord's asking you to do something by faith because it is a walk of faith. Sometimes you got to pull the plug all at once, all at once. You can't think about it because you'll talk yourself out of it. You can't reason with it because you'll reason yourself right out of doing it because it doesn't make sense. I was paid well. I was treated well. It didn't make sense for me to leave there. I didn't have another job to go to. In fact, normally if I got to an interview, I usually got the job in the past. I got to two really good interviews after that and one of them was like I pretty much had the job and I didn't get it because God started closing the door because he didn't want us in Sacramento anymore because we'd have never got to here so you don't know what your future is when Naomi and Ruth left they had no idea what the end of their story was going to be the end of their story is not like the beginning. In the end, there was a kinsman redeemer. Someone who could come in and provide for them, provide financially, provide a covering, give her respect in the community, give her a son to carry on her, her dead husband's name. And in the line of King David, and from there, King Jesus. So you don't know what your future is. You may have to leave where you're comfortable, where you know everybody, where it's easy for you, you're well paid, because it's not God's best for you. It was a season. 
to get you somewhere else. Maybe it was a training ground. Sometimes you think, goodness, why am I here? You know, I can't stand this job. I hate where I live. I'm around a bunch of complainers all the time. That's all I hear. I'm trying to keep my thoughts on you, Lord. I'm trying to keep uh, praising you. And you're there to train you for a season. Because someday you're going to have to lead. Someday you're going to have to spiritually lead people out of the grumbling and complaining. Spiritually lead people into seeing themselves the way God sees them. Because had Ruth and Naomi knew what their in was, had her other daughter-in-law. Think about it. Is it ever, she ever mentioned again? Mm-mm. Because she looked back and she went back. It says she cried. It wasn't because she didn't love them. But she was probably looking at her future and saying, we get there, and it's going to be the same as here. I'm going to be a foreigner. They don't like me. They're going to treat me badly. And there's no guarantee. But if I go back to my dad's house, there's a guarantee. I'll at least get food. But she missed the big one. She missed her destiny. She missed her future because she looked back. So today, whether you're male or female, whether you're a husband, a wife, a daughter, a sister, a mother, a grandmother, a, a grandfather, Whoever you are, God has a plan for you. And it may mean you're going to have to ditch the one you're in. It may mean you have to stay in the one you're in and you don't want to be there. Until God opens that door. But he may be asking you today to rip that band-aid off. You've been struggling with making a change. You've been struggling with how you're living. And you've been suffering because of it. God has a provision for you through Jesus Christ. His blood covers your sin. His stripes took your healing. He took the bread and the loaves and fed 5,000 people. That's just men. They didn't count the children and the women. And you know, back in those days... They had as many kids as they could have. So there could have been 10 kids per family sitting in there, you know. So it isn't like today. And they still had leftovers to pick up. Because there's always provision in God's house. Always. He never has lack. Never lack. The manna came every day. Except for once. On Saturdays, or their Sabbath, just before their Sabbath, it came double so they didn't have to pick anything up on their Sabbath because God always provides. One day at a time, you keep moving forward. You keep moving forward. You know, Micah came and spoke at our ladies' um, tea that we had, and she... and. Our theme was Walk by Faith for Our Ladies. In case you guys didn't notice all the shoes that were decorated, it was because the Lord said, we need to walk by faith. And I think he was starting a theme for that day to carry till today. 
And she told of her story of going to Peru. And the first time they went, you know, they're a young couple. And people from their town that they knew and different family members were like, um, okay, your adventure's over. Now it's time for you guys to come back to the real world, get a job, get settled. And she said, they don't get it, that it's a walk of faith, that I have to, we're stepping out and doing God's, God's work, and they don't understand it. So when you make changes, it doesn't always make sense. And it may not make sense to your family. When you're all in for the Lord, his is the right way of doing it, and theirs is the upside down, because they're, they're walking and living and talking from a fallen position. When Adam and Eve fell, it changed everything. It changed everything. But when you ask Jesus into your heart, and you get things right with him, and you're all in with him, he starts flipping things back up right. That means your kids, you know, the old country and western songs, you lose everything. You know, your dog, your wife, your truck. With Jesus, you get it all back. <laughs> you're not losing, you're getting. You're getting, you're getting it back because you're getting back the right relationship with him. You're getting back right relationships with people. And that's, that's the bottom line is your relationship with him. Nothing else really matters. Sometimes we forget that, that nothing else really matters. So it doesn't matter if you're 8 or 88. God wants a relationship with you. If you're 2, if you're 3, if you're 50, if you're 60, you don't know what God's got a future for you. I know people who retired from a really well job, you know, great job, retired, about to go into retirement, and God called them into the ministry. So don't rule out a call on your life or a, a door opening for you in the future. If you truly want a blessed life, you have to surrender to the Lord everything. You have to lay it all on the table put it all out there and let him direct your path. Let him direct your path. Stop trying to figure it out in your head. You know, when we went to England, um, the, I'm sure I scared my family badly when we left. Some of you know that story and some of you don't. Uh, we got married pretty young, 18 and 19. Um, I think I was about 21 when we uh, were moving to England. I had already had Josh. I got, we were married six months and I got pregnant with Josh. Had Josh nine months later. Seven months after that I was pregnant with Christopher. So I'm young. I've got, I'm out to here with one and I've got one on my hip. And he goes to England first and there's no housing. That's why they wouldn't let me go with him. So it was very scarce, very, I mean, you had to grab whatever was open. It didn't matter if it fits your needs or not. If it had a roof over it and electricity, you had to grab it and take it. So um, he's trying to get a house, but he's not quite sure, you know, would I like it, would I not like it? And the first time he calls me from there, he says, okay, you want to just come? And then we'll, we'll get one after you get here. And I was like, no, <laughs> no. 
And then it was maybe a few weeks later, I don't know if it was like a month later, he called me, and when he asked, when he asked again, the Holy Spirit said yes. I said, yes, we will do, I'll do it. And because we had left Travis and were in between bases, so to speak, at least I was, I was staying with my parents while he was in England, I had my own records. So I could go wherever I wanted. I had all my medical records. I had everything with me. So I told my family, I told them, you're not going to like this, but um, I'm flying to England with no place to live. Preg seven months pregnant, and uh, Josh was a year and a half old. And they're like, no, we don't. Even though when I got on the airplane in San Francisco, I was crying. I didn't know what I was going to, but God provided all the way. He made friends with someone from church. There was a lot of young people. We stayed, he, they were going to family camp in Germany, wasn't it? And um, for a week, and so we had their flat on base to live in for that week. And, and that week, he got a house. So God provided, but I, we had to step out in faith. But you have to listen to the Holy Spirit. You can't, you can't just take off and go, had I went the first time, I'd have had nowhere to live. Because I would have been, uh, I would have jumped ahead. You got to know when the timing's right. If I would have quit working as soon as I started feeling like God was releasing me and, and not waiting until the Holy Spirit told me today do it, I would have, I would have messed things up. You have to listen. You have to listen. And how do you listen? You have to learn to know his voice. You have to spend time with him every day. I know the world pushes in. I know your responsibilities push in. I know that you have children, you have grandchildren, you have jobs, you have uh, things that you have to take care of at home. You have needs in your family. But you have to somehow, some way, make the time. If you've got to pray all the way to work, if you've got to pray while you're taking a shower, if that's the only spot you get, you have to learn to hear his voice and know him through his word. And as the time goes on and we get to the end, and Jesus, and we're, I think we're pretty close right now, you need to make sure you know his voice. He said his sheep know his voice. You know, a friend of ours, when we lived in Michigan, she had some sheep. She, they lived out in the country. They have like 80 acres and... Um, she said, if I don't go spend time out with the herd, and she had a small one, she said, when I call, they don't come. But if I spend time with them, they, they, when I call their name, they come. So relationships, you have to spend time with him so that when he calls your name, you know him and, you're, and you run to him. You run to him with everything. Don't leave anything out. He cares about every detail of your life. The hairs of your head are numbered. You know how many hairs fall out a day? What do they say? Around 100 hairs or less like fall out a day and then more are growing back in? You know, I got a lot more than most, but, you know, so I got more, you know. But that's how detailed. If a sparrow falls, he knows about it. Because he's providing for all of them. This earth is spinning only because he's got it that way. If he did this, 
the thing would go out of kilter. We'd be too close to the sun. We'd be too close to the moon. You don't, but he has everything down to the minute detail. Fine details. You got to take those, put on the microscope and look under to see some of the stuff that he's created. But he knows about them. So he knows about you. And you're important to him. If I could get you just to see how important you are. Important enough that every day he wants to be with you. Not once a week. Not sometimes. You know, not like once in a while. But every day. Every day. Ask him to help you with that. I know you have busy lives. But you can't be too busy to spend time with the Lord of your life. Who you give all your time to. Who you give all your attention to. That's what's important to you. So you've got to spend time with him. You know, you can get involved in ministry. You can get involved in serving. But Martha was so busy serving that she didn't sit at Jesus' feet. Mary did. And she's complained to him. Look at me doing all this. I'm, I'm feeding all of you. I'm cooking. I'm, I'm getting the dishes. I'm doing everything. And she's sitting here. He goes, I'm not going to take that from her. Because that's more important. So sometimes you've got to put down the work. Even ministry. And sit at his feet. Don't run from place to place. Ask the Lord. I know we've got a lot of visitors here today, so I'm going to say this to you. Don't, don't go from church to church. Ask the Lord where you belong and stay there. Not because it's this rule, but because he's got a place for you there. And if you're not there, somebody else is having to do your job, and they weren't created to do that. You were. And there's things going to be missing if you're not there. There might be a minute, somebody who needs to be ministered to, but you're not there, so they miss. That's why when the doors are open for a church, you should always be there, unless you can't be. I know there's things that happen and you can't, but I think sometimes we just don't make it a habit. Hopefully you get up and take a shower every day. That's a habit. <laughs> make it a habit to spend time with him every day and a habit to be in the house of the Lord. Because like Pastor was saying, when we get together, look what happens. Our, our, our spirits collectively become this powerhouse. When one's by itself, yeah, they may have gifts and they may be close to the Lord and things happen. You're thinking, goodness, how come that happens for them? Together, more can happen for the Lord. So we need you. You need me and I need you. When the ladies come down here and we pray, things happen because we come together. We stand like 
and hold each other up. So this week, ask the Lord to show you where you belong in what, in, and stay there. Stay there. I'm going to jump. I know I had a lot of other scripture, but the Lord, I kind of had the feeling I was going to end up going in a slightly different direction. We're going to jump to Revelation 22. Because you've got a future. And if you go to Revelation, a lot of people are afraid to read in Revelation, but Revelation, the last chapter, tells you a lot. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life. Life, not death. In God, there's life. There's a future and there's life. In Satan, there's death, chaos, and confusion. If your life is full of confusion, it's not the Lord. It's the enemy. As clear as crystal, it's not muddied. It's not dirty. If you're involved in things that make you feel dirty, it's not the Lord. That's a good indicator. Flowing from the throne of God and the Lamb down the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life. He came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Bearing 12 crops of fruit. That means every month. It's never going to run out. God's provision never runs out. Yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves, you know, the leaves fall. We throw them away or burn them depending on where you live. But here, and the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. No longer, that means never going to happen again. No longer will there be any curse. No curse. huge. No longer will there be any curse. Have you ever had anybody speak evil things over you? Talk about you? Cuss at you? Tell you you're not worth it? That's not God. That's not God. Because there's room at the table for everyone. The lady named Mary was at his feet crying her eyes out and wash, and wiping his feet with her hair. And the people sitting around him said, doesn't he know what she is, who she is? Why is he even letting her touch him? And God said, leave her alone. She's doing this for me. It doesn't matter where you came from or what people say about you. Or what happened to you in the past? Jesus says, you're welcome at his table. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city, and his servants will serve him there. You'll be with him. You'll be with him. This is just a blink of an eye here. So get ready. Get ready. One day, You'll either go 
by passing from this life to next, and we call it death, even though we don't die, you're actually just passing to another life. Or he comes back and gets us and we go through the clouds. But either way, get ready because you're going. If you know him as your Savior, you're going. If you don't know him as your Savior, today's the day to fix that. It's not a big thing. It's not a, it, doesn't, it doesn't require you to get down here and, and wail and moan. You just ask. The thief on the cross next to him deserved to be there when Jesus was crucified. And he just said, when you get there, remember me. And he said, today you'll be with me there. So that's all it takes. That's all it takes. They will see his, it says, you know, I'm going to read that scripture again. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city, and his servants will serve him. Will serve him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. You will be branded his. You know, you see people with tattoos nowadays because they like it or they don't like it. And I'm not, I'm not speaking one way or the other about it. But you will have it written across here because you belong to him. I want to see you there. I don't want to see anybody missing. I don't want to see any of my kids, my grandkids, my, my daughters-in-law, my aunts, my uncles, my nephews, my cousins. I don't want to see anybody missing. And I know you don't either. So we have to start using the weapons that God has given us. The weapons of our mouth. And start speaking what God says over yourself and over them. You know, sometimes God says to pray about it. Sometimes he says to speak to the mountain. Sometimes he says to bless. When that food got multiplied, it was because he blessed it. You want multiplication, you bless it. So if you want it to multiply, you've got something in your life you want it to multiply, you start asking God to bless it. Because that's where the multiplication will be coming from. Him. If you've got a mountain that's in your way, you start speaking to that mountain what God says. It you speak over it. And you command it to go. You start speaking the word. You get in here and you find out what applies to your situation and you speak to it. And then other times, we just pray. And don't stop. Don't give up. Just keep praying. And God will honor that. There will be no more night there. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of sun. For the Lord God will give them light and they will reign forever and ever. That's your, that's your final destination. That's your final destination. Don't see yourself as little. The enemy knows who you are. That's why he fights you so hard. If it didn't matter, he'd leave you alone. But he doesn't leave you alone because you have the ability to stand up as a warrior and to fight and win the battle. So I want everybody to stand up today because I want you to know that you are 
with the Almighty God, and he is with you. So if you've got a battle today, and you need to be touched, you need to be set free, whatever it is, God has the answer for you. I don't. He does. It's in here. It's in here if we just ask. Pastor, will you come up? You know, we've been on Wednesdays. We've been doing um, declarations and speaking them out over our lives to break soul ties and to break things from our lives that don't belong there. If you haven't been here on Wednesdays, you need to. If you can't be here because you work, ask Pastor to give you the declarations. He's got them in print form, and you can take them home. Um, I don't know if we have enough today, but if you want one, let me know, and he, he can give you one. And if not, then we'll make more copies for next week. But it's important that you know who you are, who you belong to, and who the enemy is. When you're a bank teller, they don't teach you what's the good money. They don't have to. You feel it all day. You're, you're constantly flipping it through your hand. And when something bad comes along, you go, whoa, what was that? You stop, you look at it, oh, that's not right. If you're always in your word and praying, you're going to know when something's not right. The Holy Spirit in you will help you. So today, I want you to to close your eyes. And if there's any tie to anything in your past that is not of God, I want you to ask the Lord to show you. And we're going to pray right now for every one of those ties of the enemy to be broken. And in its, and once you, once you move the enemy out, you have to bring something in of the Lord to replace it. Otherwise, he comes back seven times worse. So you have to know who, that God wants you delivered and, it's, and that he is able to deliver you. Father God, we just lift up every person here right now who has a need, who has something that keeps pulling them back, that keeps a strong hold in their life. We bind it right now, and we break every soul tie of lust, of pornography, of overeating, of gossip, of fear, of anger, of confusion. Everything that is not of God, we break right now in the name of Jesus. Every relationship that was from the past that was not godly, we break it. Every emotional tie to someone that is not godly, we break it right now in the name of Jesus. And we pray in its place, Holy Spirit, that you bring your truth. You bring your mercy. You bring your, your, uh, your strength and your peace. We plead the blood over every area. The blood of Jesus delivers from everything. Lord, make us aware. Holy Spirit, help us to listen to you. Open our ears. And I know some of you right now are doubting. This is just not godly. Open your word. 
and know that God is wanting to deliver you. He delivered the demoniac. It was nothing to him to deliver him. It's nothing for him to deliver you today. Lord, we pray right now that you would surround them, every person in this room, with a godly, faithful servant to help them along the way. Lord, you know who needs to partner up with them and mentor them through this. Lord, we pray that over them. We pray for every, every woman who's ever, who is here today, that you would protect her, that you would watch over her, that you would be her kinsman redeemer, that you would redeem her life from anything the enemy has brought her into. Lord, you're able to bring her out. You transformed Naomi and Ruth's life completely. Lord, transform our lives for your glory. And may we be a catalyst for change for somebody else, like Naomi was for Ruth. Help us to lead them to you, Father. That Jesus be glorified. And we give you all the honor and praise in Jesus' name. If you're a lady, can you come up here for a second? <laughs> if you're 18 to 100, come on up. You know, just to remind you of how important you are, count them, how many we got? I'm hoping I have enough. Huh? Hmm? Yeah, I got enough. I got enough. Just to remind you of who you are, and it's nothing, you know, it's just something simple, but, you know, in Proverbs, it talks about the woman of great price. You know, you're valuable, and God honors you today that you are a great nurturer. I don't care if you have zero kids or you've got ten kids. God's put in you a heart to love others and to nurture them and to pray for them. And so today, I've got just a little something for everyone. Um, hope they didn't get too wound up in here. I might not be able to get them out. Might have to unclip them. I'll have, you'll have to help me. I thought I had them unclipped. But. They're just a little stretchy strand of fake pearls, and they're not real. But I want—I wish I could have given you the real ones, but I can't. These are, these are fake that I got on. Um, but just to remind you of how important you are and that we are sisters in Christ— and that we are strand together through the, the Holy Spirit. Every time you put it on, or you see it hanging in your jewelry box, remember. The importance you are to Jesus. And don't let anybody tell you you're not. Doesn't matter where you came from. There's room at the table.
I'm missing something right there. You can break that off. Because that's what I did to the others. I didn't realize they had a plastic. See, I'm going to get you out of here pretty close to... No. I've already landed the plane. <laughs> you gotta there's a little joke that when he when I know he's getting close, it's like and he keeps talking. We've we've talked about this, he knows it's it's just a joke. It's like land the plane. Oh, I'm sorry. Here, we'll keep going. I'll hand. Did you get one there? Oh, you put it on. Oh, you. That is so cool. See, our ladies are already personalizing and making a bracelet out of it. Isn't that like women? <laughs> Custom. Custom. Did we miss anybody? Yeah, I got a few left here. We don't leave anybody out. <laughs> I've got plenty, honey. <laughs> God knew the number. When I saw the ladies walk in, I went, oh, how many did I get? <laughs> so if you just want to link hands real quickly as our sisters in the Lord, and I'm going to ask Pastor to bless us. Father, we thank you for the blessings of mothers. Lord, I pray right now a special blessing over each mother who is here, each lady who is here. Father God, you said, again, that there's no Greek, there's no Jew, there's no male, there's no female. But, Father, we are all one in your eyes. Father, we're all the same. Lord, help us to walk by faith. Help us, Lord, to just rid ourselves of us and follow you and follow the plan. Lord, let, help us not to let someone steal the plan that you have for us, God. Bless each woman here that's standing in the front right now. God, may you pour out the blessing over them all week long, all month long, all year long throughout the rest of their lives. May your blessings be abundant in their lives. Lord, if those who haven't heard from their children in a while, Lord, may they hear today. Lord, and for any restoration that needs to take place, Father, may that happen today as well. Father, you are God, and there is none like you, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a blessed day. We'll see you back next week or Wednesday. Don't forget the bottles for change for the Pregnancy Center. Don't forget them. <laughs>